SBS Radio. Many indigenous languages were lost forever after the colonization. But there is a hope to revitalize at least some of them, such as the Nanual language that was spoken by the Nanual people in a part of New South Wales and the Australian Capital Territory. At the moment, there are no known fluent speakers of the language. But this may change soon. The elders with their families have been tirelessly working with the linguists to revitalize the language. Dr. Caroline Hughes is a proud Nanual woman and she's the executive director at Collection Services Group at IATSIS. She has made a significant contribution to the field of education throughout her career, which spans over 30 years. Auntie Caroline empowers others to achieve their dreams through the power of education and employment. Caroline has led the design and delivery of cultural programs that have strengthened the cultural capability of individuals and teams across organizations within government and private sectors. And Dr. Caroline Hughes is joining us now on NITV Radio. Thank you so much, Caroline, for taking the time to talk to us. John Yimaba, which means thank you uh, for having me on the radio this afternoon. Thank you. So, Caroline, can you please explain to us you've been working tirelessly to get the language back i can only imagine how hard this task is especially when a lot of words have been lost how do we imagine a process of revitalizing the language the process includes bringing people together that are key stakeholders as part of the nonawa language and that are that is community elders Uh, the children who are adults and younger people. Mm-hmm. So those key ha- stakeholders, um, they need to be part of the process. We can't have one or a small uh, group of people in one family running it. And we know how important it is that our language is to the expression of our culture. Working together collectively is the key. Mm-hmm. The history is said the languages were lost because people were prohibited to speak their language as a ch- as children and as they were growing up, so they never actually got to use the language. Is it possible to tell us what the impact is of this? The impact of it is that with with language, it's it's, it's intrinsic to all expression of life. It's important for community communicating our values, our beliefs, our customs. It tells us and guides us in our social function and fosters feelings of our group identity and our solidarity together. We understand that when we dream, we dream in our language and all of that was has cracks in it because of our language being imposed as not being allowed to speak it. It is so important because we know that language is influence culture and we know that in particular for us, our Nunawal language, there are some words that have multiple meanings and there is no direct translation into English, just like other languages from all over the world. There are words that do, or meanings that do not immediately translate to one English word. Hmm. 
And so how did the project start to revitalize the language? Where was the idea from? So the idea came about, I attended a World Indigenous Peoples Conference on Education in New Zealand in 2005-06. And it was while I was in New Zealand that I'd seen the revitalization of the Māori language and how important that was to society as a whole, not just for the First Nations people, but for all society. And it, it gravitated to a a need and a passion in my heart that I wanted this for my people because this was, this was something that was denied to us for so long. And I understood from their process that it was it had to come from community, not from external forces. And I knew that our community also had a hunger and thirst for more of our language but were unsure where to go. So what I did is reached out to the Australian Institute of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Studies, IATSIS, and through the CEO, Craig Ritchie, he supported us by providing um, a wonderful linguist, Dr Doug Marmion, and he worked with us and brought along a colleague, Dr Louise Barr, and they worked with us and they understood that this had to come from community, not driven by non-Indigenous culture or people. And so, yeah, it grew from there. We sent out an invitation to our community members and they came into the local CIT Urana space and it grew from there. So it's been going for about four years now and we are a passionate group and we care about each other and we continue to work cohesively together. That's so beautiful. I have tears in my eyes. It must be <laughs> it must be so powerful to bring like a language back to its people, right? Oh, it's the joy that it gives me. I can't describe it. And to have something that you could that was always out of reach and I grew up with some language words but not fluently and to have whole sentences and paragraphs now that we can speak some language words uh, it's powerful and I just think back on my ancestors like my grandfather he was a fluent speaker of Ngunnawal and the languages around him he was multilingual and I just think what would he think if he could hear us and I can feel that Our ancestors are embracing us and I feel like they would be joy rejoicing and dancing. Mm. Mm. And what is the response from the community? The community are embracing it, they're loving it and they have a thirst and hunger for more and more and more. We also have, you know, Canberra, the ACT are really conscious of this of the impact on society here and they're embracing it as well that's and that's what's really powerful as well I see and I hear from people Yuma which is hello in the Ngunnawal language and people from all parts of society are saying it I see it in emails I see it written down in stories you know and there's other language words as they're, as they're becoming known people are just as I said, across society and, di and different racial backgrounds are embracing it. And there's a real thirst across the Ngunnawal community, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and non-Indigenous people. 
to want to know more and embrace it. So what happens next once the language is kind of revitalized? Do you think it can yep. become a spoken language again? Yes, definitely. And um, and that's the aim of our group to... to We know that it will take a long time for it to be fluent, but the more that we hear it said, the more possible that it, that it is becoming the norm rather than it, rather than something that's done as a friendly gesture. I think the more people that speak it, the more comfortable we have community, broadly speaking, as well. We're wanting to have a Ngunnawal Language Centre so that we can teach our language We can uh, develop resources, educational resources, and progress the socio-economic development for the Ngunnawal people using our language as part of its base. We've been granted from ACT government approximately $250,000 as seed money, but obviously that's not going to last very long. Um, you know, if you want to employ people and have access to premises. In today's society, that that's not much at all. So we're looking at ways of how we can grow and develop, whilst also giving employment outcomes. Hmm, that's brilliant. Well, this might be a bit of a difficult question to to answer, but is the Nanua language difficult to learn, especially for adults? No, it's not difficult to learn. Um, it's especially easy for. Easier for children because children are like little sponges. What we've done is we've got two wonderful facilitators, um, Mel Bell and uh, Rebecca King, and both of those ladies have been teaching adults and also children. We've got Shane Halloran and Dr. Louise Bard who are teaching adults from a professional perspective so that they can do acknowledgement to country and language. We're using children's um, rhymes and um, little songs such as um, head, shoulders, knees and toes that can help people learn because we understand that through song and hearing the tune of the song can help you remember that muscle memory is important. Um, so, yeah, so it, it can be difficult. depends on the person and their background. The, I think if a person knows more than one language, they might find it a little easier than somebody that doesn't know another language. Mm. Mm. Uh, Caroline, you've been working in the field for so long. You've been working in education. You've been empowering people to embrace the culture. You were shortlisted as a nominee for the 2021 ACT Australian of the Year Award. You're a recipient of the ACT Women's Honor Roll in 2018. What's your advice from this point of, you know, somebody who has so much experience and who's done it, who's revitalized or who's been working to revitalize the language for people who are maybe listening and they they are at the start, they want to do it. So what's your advice? My advice is for people to gather together their community from people from all walks um, of life. Don't allow barriers to become closed doors. And I think if you can get the group together to have a discussion, um, reach out to um, your land councils, reach out to IATSIS and have a look at what language is available um, through your family history at IATSIS, uh, look at other records, 
through libraries um, and national, other um, cultural institutions and you can start. And there's another wonderful um, organisation called Living Languages in Melbourne that were very much instrumental in helping us to understand what the tools were and what the strategies that we could develop ourselves and helped us research. And most importantly is make sure that you smash those barriers or at least jump over them or run around them and they're not there to stop you. You just keep going. Can you please remind me how to say thank you again? Jangimaba. So Jangimaba, Jangimaba. That was Dr. Karan Hughes, a proud Nanual woman, the executive director at Collection Services Group at IATSIS. Thank you so much for joining us on NITV Radio, Caroline. Thank you so much, Jan Yimaba. Have a great day. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 